Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. A very lovely Thursday out there for those in crypto land following us here at Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. For those that are new, my name is Leister. I'm your host. Welcome to the show or the jungle, depending on how you perceive it. If you didn't know, I got a bit of information. I was, it was brought to my attention from Apple. If you didn't know, Crypto Talk Radio is, at this point, the longest lasting, I believe, largest, most episodes recorded cryptocurrency-related podcast that there is. Now, the number of listeners is nowhere close to some of those other ones, but there's a difference. Some of the other ones out there that do cryptocurrency podcasting similar to mine or different format that have significant amounts of listeners. The difference with theirs is theirs are telling people, you should buy this here. And theirs are the ones that are getting chased after by various forms of government. There was one, I forget his name. I talked about this one some months ago and he was like one of the biggest ones out there. He was doing all this podcasting about cryptocurrency and everything else. And then all of a sudden, he went dead silent on, on the airwaves, and it turned out government was chasing after him. So lesson learned. I actually have senators who follow uh, our social media, and I'm pretty sure at least some of them listen to my coverage. And none of them, I, I'm welcome to smoke. They can listen to every last one of my episodes. I welcome them to do so. I actually turn back on Zapier so that our podcasts get pushed up to our social media I had turned it off for a while and I said, turn back on because I want that smoke. I want people to listen to the show and realize mine is what it's supposed to be. I'm not telling you what to buy. I'm not telling you what's good. I can tell you what's crap and that's cool. At the end of the day, it's your choice though. You can choose to dismiss what I'm saying or listen to what I'm saying to be the truth. And I am simply a purveyor of information, but I do it right down the middle because as I said, the difference with me versus all the rest I am not motivated by greed. I'm motivated by a technical fascination. I am technology in mind. And the fascination is what drives me. And so I push forward wanting to see where this thing's going to go. And I enjoy talking about it. And I enjoy talking to you. 
That's the difference with my show versus others. Others are just about, in many cases, let's be honest, trying to honeypot you into something where they've already been enriched off of it, and they know that, so you're a form of exit liquidity. That's what they do. So spread the word. If you hear, no, this dude Leister, he's on his, and he's really on the level, and it's really what it should be, spread the word. Tell them to go to CryptoTalkRadio.net, pick their platform, add our podcast, and become a listener so that they can be informed just like you. I got some personal news for you. I actually have freaking plates for the car that I plan to keep and allegedly plates for the car I plan to sell. If you're new, you'll wonder what the hell I'm talking about. It's a long story I won't bore you with because we got some stuff to talk about cryptocurrency. Suffice to say, I've been fighting the state of Nevada now for four months and various vendors for four months to try to get this damn thing solved and it took this long to finally get it done this service that was supposed to get it fixed in, quote, two to three days took roughly three weeks to finally get the thing done. So they delivered my plates. I've got plates. My car I plan to keep is now legally drivable. I still don't have the title. That's the dealer. And then the dealer screwed up because they send it to the same DMV. The DMV screwed up. So I have to wait until May 1st. And then I have to submit for a duplicate title and pay for expedite service because I want the title to prove that I own the damn thing because I own them cash-free. Meanwhile, I have another car that I don't plan to keep. That car had a whole bunch of fiasco with Nevada DMV. I had it registered in the state I plan to go to if I can get the hell out of here. That state was like, yeah, just send us the mail and we'll get you done. And then my mail house notified me that, yes, we're good to go. We got some plates here for you. I asked them to FedEx them to me. Unfortunately, these jokers, my mailhouse, screwed it up and took too long to get it out the door. So I paid $120 for nothing, and I'm not happy, and I'm about to drop their garbage. But the bottom line is, it looks like I'll finally have both cars fully registered, fully titled, finally, to where I can get the hell out of Nevada. Because those are, that was the only thing leaving, making me stuck here was these, this plate fiasco plus my shingles, and my shingles is recovering very nicely. I don't have anywhere near the pain that I had. Now I just have jacked up skin. Are you ready to talk some cryptocurrency? I'm ready to talk some cryptocurrency and we'll jump right into that after the break. Straight up, let's talk some numbers real quick. Cryptocurrency is trending slightly upward. The month chart looks good, but uh, as I've been saying to people that are listening, nowhere near the bull run that people keep talking about out there. And Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net has been the only one stalwart to say, I don't think we're at the bull yet. Come at me, bro, because I put it on record. I'm on, I'm recorded. So it's I'm either right or I'm wrong. I just want, if I'm right, you just come back and give my credit. But so far, I just said we're not at the bull. I didn't say things didn't look decent good. I said we're not at the bull. Certainly doesn't look like it, but it looks like we're trending in an upward direction. And I think that's good. So we went between 18.6 and 19.3 over the last 24 hours, hovering steady. But the month chart again, significant green, which usually indicates that we're on our way up. If we go up fast enough and we're able to hold it, that's the key, is whether we can hold it. Then everything looks good from there. I don't think we're there yet. I just don't. I'm sorry. And I don't want to piss people off. But you got you to gotta wrap why, right? Think about why. I'm not doing this to be a naysayer or a quote futter. Think about the logic here. There were a lot of people wrecked over the dumps of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Remember, Ethereum went down to like $900. There were a lot of people who were stuck, who might have 
quote, YOLO'd into it. I know that lady who mortgaged her freaking house and tossed $300,000 at garbage. There were people that were that crapped out. And so they're going to be looking to make their money back. And some of those are probably skittish and don't want to stay in it. And they're just going to dump off. We got a ways to go before we see sustained up because we got to get confidence in there. Here's some light at the end of the tunnel. Bitcoin overall is, has a bullish sentiment behind it. There's a general sense that we want to buy into it. What holds it back is simply flushing out the garbage. And by garbage, I simply mean people who don't have your best interest at heart, people who are trying to hold it down. Because remember, there's still people who are gambling on the centralized exchanges too. And they want it to not go on a run in certain cases. Others, they want it to go, but not yet. Like there's all this game behind it. The key is, are there more people wanting to buy in than are willing to sell? I don't think we're there yet. We got some time to go. If you don't believe me, I, I celebrate your right not to believe me. I'm calling like I see it. You know, we'll see how it goes from there. Meanwhile, separately, Mr. William Shatner, can you believe this man is 92 freaking years old? Mr. William Shatner recently released his own NFT collection called Infinite Connections. William Shatner, I'm shocked. The man has outlived so many others from the Star Trek franchise, even some from the newer ones. That's that's nuts. Like, so because he was a chain smoker, if you go back to his stand-ups he used to do, he was up there just smoking, smoking, smoking. So it's like, geez, how is this man living so dang long? So he recently did an announcement. He was at a conference. He did an announcement about his infinite connections, collections, 2,500 NFTs with a Shatner, him, 3D avatar with artwork that explores these themes. So it's actually not, it's not around Star Trek specifically, but it does have Star Trek themes. Like it has a standee. You can get a little physical standee of Captain Kirk and hand signed with him from uh, Shatner. There's a different one that's a thousand NFTs, just 2D artworks. That's the lesser one, but there will be some physical behind it. And he said, quote, NFTs are slowly becoming more artistic. These developed by Orange Comic are the uh, most artistic that I've ever seen. So apparently they did a funding round for this. And he's this company that he's working with has worked with many celebrities before to do this same thing. And he felt it was the right time to do this. It seems like he's just crossing off the bucket list. He just recently went to space. He's doing the NFT things. He's outlived everybody on the, almost everybody on the Star Trek franchises. So kudos to Mr. Shatner for what he's doing and getting on board and not being a fuddy-duddy about it. I, I have nothing but respect for the man overall. I know he's had kind of a, a checkered past, but I have nothing but respect for him. He comes from an era of, acting that I think was superior to our current. That's my personal opinion about it. Bitcoin recently had some trouble. I talked about this with the numbers. Liquidations are part to play. I said, we got some people to flush out of Bitcoin before we go on a run. So if you're trying to look at Bitcoin as an opportunity, it's a long play. That's if you're even bothering. Some people are like, I can't deal with this volatility. I can't deal with the uncertainty. And you should not feel pressured to stay in it. If you're not sure that this is for you, get out of it. I wouldn't want people to YOLO in and get wrecked because they feel like they have to or the fear of missing out or some other catalyst that's not healthy for you mentally. So if you're not confident in what we're dealing with, because it is a very volatile market, that's up to you. But I believe, quite frankly, the right answer is to be smart. When I say it, it sounds simple, but it's that. 
your bills should stay paid, your people should stay fed, and so on. And then any throwaway money, consider whether cryptocurrency makes sense, and sometimes it may not. Remember the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, you know, with his hands in his pockets, and then, of course, now we have a real-life world person like Orange Cassidy, but his name was John Heater. That was the star. He's gotten into cryptocurrency, and now he's trying to figure out how to modernize television, modernize Hollywood, using the power of Web3. What they're talking about is they want to streamline everything it takes to bring something to the silver screen. So there's a lot of red tape in creating TV shows, in sustaining TV shows, in networks and airing and everything. Everything is a process, and very few people can get into it. I remember back in the old days, Arsenio Hall, he had to go through hell, frankly, to get his show on the air and to keep it on the air, even though his show was instrumental in exposing the world to a lot of these artists that didn't get the mainstream like they would have. Even your Ice Cubes of the world, Bobby Browns of the world, all the way to like WWF wrestlers, he was a platform for all these people to finally get exposed and seen. And remember, this is a world before social media, so it wasn't like you could just see clips on something. YouTube existed, but people weren't going to it like they do today. So you got to put your brain in that mindset. It was a different time. And so what he was able to do, it took him a while to get to that, that area. He wasn't able to do it quick. So what Heater and his ally is trying to do is try to streamline this operation and make it easier and more accessible for the silver screen, for TV, for all these projects. Do I think it's going to succeed? No. Do I think it's going to open some eyes? Maybe. Maybe some people look at it and say, let's try something. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think it's intriguing to talk about, though. Bradley Manning, that's his, that's his birth name, turned Chelsea Manning. Now, apparently, as a security consultant, just to give you background on Bradley Manning, Bradley Manning was a security consultant with the government. Bradley Manning leaked information from the government. Bradley Manning got off really light as opposed to others that got off and were they're being chased right now. Bradley Manning got off very light, arguably because Bradley Manning converted into a female named Chelsea Manning, and as a result, got a, a little bit of a slap on the wrist. There's nothing wrong with doing the conversion. The bottom line is we know that Manning got off light because of the conversion to being a female. Manning came out recently and said, you know, we want to put cryptography back in crypto and put privacy back in here and get everything back on track of what it was supposed to be. I find it ironic that this person is saying that because this is a person that served in the military, seven years in prison, leaked significant amounts of military documents <laughs> talking about privacy. Now, you might say, well, if they were able to leak it, that means they know what the breaches are. No, it means they know how to put holes in things, no pun intended, in order to ensure that there's less security. I'm just saying. I'm not going to go any further than that. My last bit of update here, because this will be a quick episode, but Robin Hood. Robin Hood's been doing some work behind the scenes, and what they want to do is figure out how to make people more capable of loading up their wallets, their outside wallets. So what they want to do is uh, allow the ability to buy and transfer and fund their wallets without having to leave an application or be inside of their account. Let me try to break down what the, the problem that it's trying to solve today. If you wanted to add some cryptocurrency to your wallet, so you're on Uniswap and you realize, you know, I want to get some more Ethereum because I want to 
use it to do a trade, but I got to get some more in this. Right now, you can't just buy the fiat. You have to go to some exchange. There are some on-ramps, you know, I'll quote, I'll put them in quotes, but there are some on-ramps baked into some wallets. Like Trust Wallet will let you do something through Banksa or, or Simple Pay or something. The problem with those is then they'll tell you, oh, yeah, there's no KYC. And then you go in and they're asking for all this information. They do a KYC any freaking way, which isn't the right answer. If I wanted to add money into my Robinhood account, it's a simple matter of just doing it. I just go and do it. The main issue I have with Robinhood is that then you can buy cryptocurrency all you care to. You can't send it without going to KYC. So my point is, I like that they're trying to do something. I don't think it's going to go anywhere because you're still not solving the problem. Until we see that one of these providers steps up and makes a way to use fiat to buy cryptocurrency without having to do KYC, unless it meets a threshold or greater, none of these are going to get any traction. I want to see an upstart say, we're going to let you buy your $100 worth of cryptocurrency every month or whatever. We're not going to do KYC. We're not going to collect your data, just your billing information to do the card. We're not going to save any of it. If it's beneath the threshold, we do not do KYC. When you start trying to buy thousands of dollars of the shit, then yes, we'll do KYC on you. Other than that, we're not KYCing you because it doesn't make any sense. Because if you look at the banking system, they don't do any scrutiny unless your transaction is $10,000 or greater. So why is it in cryptocurrency? You can't buy with fiat for 100 bucks without them trying to force KYC. And then they don't save it. They'll force you to do it over and over again. You're like, no, that's not true. Yeah, it is. When Gate.io had United States citizens wide open, I was using Gate.io because I liked them a lot. It was a great exchange. I was using Banksa through Gate.io to purchase cryptocurrency. Fiat, I did the KYC the one time. We're good to go. That KYC is in Banksa. The Banksa, when you're trying to go through Trust Wallet, does not talk to the Banksa when you're going through Gate.io. Even though it's the same org under the hood, they don't share the information. So you're going through KYC again. Then let's say you move from Trust Wallet, you go to Coinbase Wallet, and they use Banksa. You're doing it again. I'm saying KYC is broken on its face. It's broken. If you look at the crap that is PayPal, and it is crap, I just dealt with this earlier. If you look at the crap that is PayPal, PayPal, if you want them to, will remember once and done, so where if you go to another site, you can log in, and they don't have to do it over and over again. Amazon Pay. If a site takes Amazon Pay, they can call my Amazon account. It has all my payment data. They don't have to verify a damn thing, and it just goes. That's what's lacking in cryptocurrency. And I would like some upstart to finally solve the problem and say, look, if you're going to do that crap, do it once and done. I don't want to do it 50 million times when I'm going through different services because services keep coming and going. They keep dying. In a perfect world, you would only KYC when it's above a dollar threshold because you don't need to do it on every single dollar transaction. That's a waste of people's time. So I'm wishing Robinhood well, truly am. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think they're going to crap out and fail at what they're trying to do because they're not solving the underlying issue, in my personal opinion. All of which to say, we got a lot, we got a ways to go in cryptocurrency because many of these organizations don't seem to understand what it takes to get those outside the bubble into this. It's got to be simple. We should be at a point, let me give you, let me spitball some stuff to you. You know, they, they spin up these Bitcoin ATMs, right, all over the damn place. And then there's crazy fees to do the garbage and they force you to do KYC. There's a, a shady little gas station down the road. It's got a Bitcoin ATM off in the corner. Nobody uses it. You know why? 
Because the first thing it does is say, yep, let me scan your ID card deep, deep, deep. And I'm like, screw you, bro. What the hell? I want to just slide in a $100 bill, give you a wallet address that you can scan off a barcode, and you credit my account, and we're done. That's what it should be. That's how simple it should be. And then if I'm above a dollar threshold, you say, I got to collect some more data from you. But if I'm trying to do $100, leave me the hell alone. We should be in a world where you can buy cryptocurrency on a gift card. Like literally go with cash, buy a gift card, and that gift card can credit to your wallet in the form of cryptocurrency so that you can use cash for the transactions that solves the KYC issue in the first place. Nobody's doing this. But that's a huge win because gift cards are everywhere. Gift cards in CVS, gift cards in Walgreens, gift cards in Best Buy, gift cards in GameStop, gift cards in the gas stations, gift cards are everywhere. So if you do this and figure out how to make that work, you solve the problem of KYC, needless KYC. So anybody out there that wants to be that startup entrepreneur of cryptocurrency, I just gave you a free idea and you ain't even got to pay me because I make money off the side. I'm saying this is how you're going to get more people into cryptocurrency. Get it to where you can buy it with cash and you don't have to give up your, I'm going to say it, I'm sorry, give up your ass with no Vaseline just to get into it. And you're not forced to be using your debit card, credit card, or anything that's traceable. Figure out how to get it onto gift cards. Figure out how to get a way where cash can be used to do this so that more people can get in it. Because the more people that get in it and the more people that adopt it, the easier that it is. The off-ramp is a different problem. To me, the off-ramp is where you should be doing KYC. Why? Because fiat is involved. Banks are involved. You solve that problem by forcing the banks to provide cash in exchange for cryptocurrency as a point of exchange, just like they're forced to do with bonds. Why is there any difference? If I need to cash out bonds, every bank in the, in the United States is required to take my bonds. I just did this last year when I needed some cash. Why is it any different cryptocurrency? Because they, nobody understands what the hell to do. They're lost. They don't have somebody who has those types of ideas to make the things happen. The banks could do it. It's not that hard. The banks set up a wallet. That's all they do. Or be, become an exchange. Maybe that's what you do. Become their own exchange. Who cares? You have wallets, hot wallets, that have exchange capabilities. You simply do a transfer to the bank. The bank gives you fiat on the fly. They could do it. They choose not to. I'm done ranting, though. Let me go and check on my computer, and then I'm going to get the heck out of here and get back to this game. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word jeet and the ones that say the word kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.